Welcome to Get Animated, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed summer yukata, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed alternate timeline where we don't go goldfish scooping, Nick Weiger. <laughs> and I'm self-proclaimed everyone's on my bike, Manapadaka. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the premier anime podcast where we are watching mid-2000s mega-hit The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Uh... Here in season two, uh, episodes, what are these episodes? 12 and 13? These are 13 and 14. 13 and 14. That's right. But easy, two, the easy, uh, easy thing to be confused about. <laughs> yeah. Season, season, season two, episodes 13 and 14, also known as Endless Eight Part Two and Endless Eight Part Three. Although I guess it's, they were originally both officially titled as just Endless Eight. So Endless yes. 8, episode 12, Endless 8, was followed by episode 13, Endless 8, which was followed by episode 14, Endless 8, appropriately. Yeah, yeah. which, you know, there's a lot to discuss. Um, but I think, you know, before we before we dive deep into the melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, I just want to check in with you guys. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing thanks good. For, thanks for asking. Just sort of a general question in terms of how we're doing. I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm, doing, I'm doing pretty good as well. You know, can't complain. You know, I try to get up like, a, like give myself a little extra time before the record and, the, and when we're starting in the morning so I can uh, get some sun, have myself a nice breakfast. You've been outside today already. Coffee. Yeah, I've been outside. Yeah. Wow. That's I. That's like basically first priority for every day for me. I go outside and get a little sun. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's light therapy. It just sort of regulates your uh, biorhythms. And then you're inside the rest of the day? Mm, yeah, for the most part. <laughs> I am uh, I, I'm recording in a in new space here in Amsterdam. And uh, depending on the order that you are listening to episodes in, I may or may not have already spoken about how next to me is a seagull's nest in this attic that I, I live in. That's right. And uh, there are multiple baby seagulls that are mere feet away from where I record, Feeding which is an open window. Otherwise, I boil alive. And today, uh, they were digest. They were devouring another bird. Wow. And uh, it has, that was horrible. At any point, they may come into the record. And if they do, I'm sure that their parent seagull will be very upset. And I may get attacked live on the episode i was yeah i was gonna say the fact that they've already turned on their own kind mm -hmm. heather's next for sure there's like they have no rules they have no qualms about maybe uh taking a bite out of human flesh as well yeah that's, that's end time shit when a bird is when two birds are eating another bird in fact heather i think you know i'm writing something on my own uh or i mean i'm not writing something on my own uh <laughs> No, I've, I've been like that. You're allowed. You're allowed to do your own project. I've been kind of like like picking away at something on my own for a while. That's kind of dystopian. As like, you know what? I could just write in like a paragraph about two birds eating another bird, and that would fit right in tonally. Yeah, like, I mean, you could take a lot of the stories from Heather's life and just put it in. <laughs> <laughs> a little girl wandering the woods with a gas mask on. <laughs> that's okay. good stuff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Heather is capturing some footage of this bird cannibalism. Well, They're like doing push-ups. Yeah. 
there's, I mean, there's only one bird out there right now. And baby seagulls are big. They're not tiny. They're They're big large bird. And it is walking around while doing the gesture that you see in cartoons or nature videos where it like does the open beak, like throat pump. Oh, sure. I know that. Like it's looking for food. Yeah. And it does it pretty well. It's, oh my God. Christ. (laughs) It's 8.40 (laughs) a.m. I think you showed us the birds last week and you showed us the video before we started recording. It's possible that these birds are also part rat. Like they, like everyone calls seagulls like the rats of birds, but these ones are fucking tough. Like they're like, these aren't, these Dutch seagulls are different. They're not our cool, chill, Nick and I know, the SoCal seagulls. They may may just want to fry, but they'll like leave you alone. You know what I mean? They might steal an ice cream cone on occasion, but they're just having fun. They're just, they're going to shit on everything. That's like the worst thing that they do. But these ones, they're like, I'll kill you. Yeah, it's, um. It it also they move weird. Hmm. Fucking knock they, it off. They move real weird Dutch and it seagulls. scares me. I do sense like you're a little more nervous about it. <laughs> <laughs> you do seem on edge. Yeah, you're, like, you keep looking out the window. <laughs> there. I can't express how clean like they are yeah. so close to me. And once in a while, like an entire flock of seagulls, mm-hmm. heyo, will fly by the um, the the rooftop here, mm-hmm. and they are all antagonists to one another. They are attacking each other, and I don't yeah. know why. And it scares the fuck out of the little ones. And I'm like, they're gonna, I'm gonna see like seagulls swoop down and like murder these birds. I don't know what's gonna. It's so unnerving. But it's also, it's unbearably hot in here if I don't have the window open. Right. And the listeners will have heard this already. But just so you guys know, and then this is like an explanation for the listeners as well. When I was editing this, there's usually like plugins and stuff. Like if there's like a light hum in the background or like there's like like a slow fan going that's making noise, that can get zapped out pretty easily with the plugins that I have in like my mix chain when I'm editing the show. The seagulls were so close. <laughs> they were impossible to zap out. Wow. Is that true? Yeah, I couldn't do it. Because also, like, wow. they, were t- they were sort of going off when you were talking sometimes. So, like, it was just like, uh, like you can't really distinguish, like, individually. But then there's the chunk that we had where they got really close to coming in. So, I was like, well, I'll just leave this in. because I'll leave it all in because it justifies itself later like uh when they when we stopped down for a second to comment on that they were almost about to come in uh but it is it's not bad to listen to there is something like their little cry isn't that annoying it's pretty oh, so you know you feel you feel like you're at the beach so you can hear the little baby cry the entire time yeah. oh, 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 oh. oh my god i'm sorry uh oh. listeners they know that you're going <laughs> to boil to death or get pecked to death. Either way, it's a lose-lose for you. You're doing this at your own peril. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I was I was laughing because I was like, okay, I'll just turn on all this stuff. 
And I was like, oh, no, you could still hear it as if they're speaking right into the microphone. Yeah, there's not a bird eraser. No. Uh, If they were just a little further away, probably, but because they're right there, you know, but that's all right. I liked hearing them. Let me turn on the de-feather plug-in real quick. Okay, Nick's going off now and... Doesn't exist. I guess I could try. I could try closing the door. No, you're gonna Don't get too hot. Let, you're me fine. See, let me see. Let me see. Let me because no. I'm so scared. I'm gonna close, listener. I'm okay. gonna close the window door. Okay, great. And see and see if it's too hot for me to live. All right, great. Heather is stepping away. This oh. is probably. I mean, this is probably the right move just for a mental state because right now she kind of has the energy of Henry Hill being pursued by a helicopter and <laughs> yeah. good fellas. Oh, God. No, they're fighting her. <laughs> they're pulling the window back. <laughs> right, the window has been closed. Okay. Are you? Uh, do you feel safe? If, I blink do, once I'm, if you feel safe. I'm less scared, okay. but I do not feel safe. <laughs> <laughs> they like have uh, guns. You're like, huh? Look, we could talk about these goals all day. I honestly kind of wish we would. If I could just be the episode, <laughs> take a little goal break. No, we, people want to hear us talk about the melancholy of Harui Suzumiya because these are two fascinating episodes that yes. I, you know, it's appear to be setting sort of a template for where the season is headed. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, we should tee up what we've been weebin. Hey, it's me, Ash Ketchum, and I want to know what you've been weeping. Hey, Mount Apodaca, I choose you. All right, so this is what this is what I've been weeping. I put some I put some numbers in yesterday. I knew that I I hadn't had a lot to talk about the last couple of weeks. Right. I watched four episodes of Cowboy Bebop yesterday. Fuck yes! Wow. Look at you go and. It's just, I mean, I don't have more to say about it than it's fucking great. It's just, yes. it's just so good. It's like, it's, it's just awesome. It's a really, really great show. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet and you've heard me talking about it a little bit, uh, and you know, just watch it. It's good. It's like, it's, it, it just rocks. Like, I don't know. There's not a, there's not a lot for me to say about it right now. I, I did think I was further along than I actually was. I think I'm on episode 12 now, uh, which is like about partway through, um, and it's just, I don't know, every every episode is unique and very interesting and uh, like action packed and a, a, a lot of fun. A lot of really, really great stuff. Um, which which episodes did you watch? Uh, well, shoot, let me pull up my notes. Um, I watched I watched like eight through like 11. Okay. Uh, there was a, where the, the little kid is introduced, I think is the last one that I watched. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And. What a funny character. Just like a little rambunctious kid. Um, Ed? Ed, yeah, 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 Ed. Uh, I really like Ed. Yeah, Ed's pretty great. Uh, mm-hmm. Super, super fun uh, vocal performance, too. Um, but I, I, so I've been watching that. I almost, I was looking for, I want to know if the listeners actually have any recommendations for this. There's got to be like a, a good chunk of like 90 minute anime movies. If you have a oh, favorite, yeah, there's a lot of them. If you have a favorite 90 minute anime movie, hit me up. Let me know what it is. I want to well, know in the comments. Aren't you going to watch the Cowboy Bebop movie? I am going to watch the Cowboy Bebop movie once I'm done with the once I'm done with the right. show, which I know takes place in between 
certain episodes. Yeah. I might try to watch it in the. I, what do you think? Should I watch it after I finish the series, or should I watch it in I, order? I, I think um, as a as a permanent fan of broadcast order, right. the series is a complete thing. And then the movie is another thing. Okay, and, watch, yeah, watch that yeah. last. I, I, I think. I mean, like, look, there's, there's no shortage of ninety minute anime movies. I mean, a lot of them are that length just because it's so fucking labor intensive to uh, produce the, the uh, a feature anime. But mm-hmm. yeah, you, you, did, did, there's. There, I mean, did you, did you get around to watching Ghost in the Shell? Not yet. No, is that ninety Ghost minutes? In the Shell. There's, there's mm-hmm. a, there's a sequel. There's a there's also a 2.0 version of it. Yeah, that's I think that's one's right around like it might be like 89 minutes. Okay. Right oh minutes. oh yeah. It says uh oh it says yeah hour and 23 minutes. That's not so bad. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, yeah, I just like is nothing. Uh, 90 minutes. A lot of Makoto Shinkai's early films are yeah. Oh, I, and I watched some of them earlier this year. A lot of those are around 90 minutes. I just feel like if I'm not unless I'm going to the movie theater or something, mm-hmm. 90 minutes is a perfect at home. Watch sure. length because, uh, you know, yeah. I'm usually watching in between other things or something, right? Uh, that's like long enough where I don't, where I know I won't have to like pause it and watch the rest of it later. Uh, it's like that's so that's my zone. Uh, I really gotta just put on Ghost in the Shell. Uh, yeah, put that maybe, bad boy on. Maybe I'll watch it. This lo- I'll, I think I remember Ninja Scroll, which I've seen a bunch being around 90 minutes. Yes, one hour 39 minutes. Oh, wow, that one, okay. that one flies by, it's mostly action. So, uh, I'll definitely uh, Ninja Scroll based on title alone. I'm in. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Don't know anything else about it. I was like, oh, wow, interesting. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's all the to buy. That's the Ninja only Scroll information was, I need. It was one of those, like, 90s VHS anime that was, yes. like, the five anime that every blockbuster had. And so you, it, it and, and also what, whoever was curating that selection of anime had very specific tastes because you thought, oh, all Japanese animation is this stuff. Yeah. And it is, it's grim. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not gross, but it is like, oh man, this is, this is not like Sailor Moon or even Haruhi. Like no, it's, it's just it's like. It's depraved. Yeah, it's depraved. <laughs> it's it, it, like, like there's, the, the, I, I think Heather, partly where that came from is it was like, like a horny dude in his like early twenties who is like, you know, like, or a horny teenager who is like, 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 oh, this has this, this is a cartoon with fucking boobs and blood, you know? And that, that was a big, cause that's how I discovered it was just like, oh, this is one of the anime that's around. Like I'll, uh-huh. I'll watch this thing. I'll buy this on DVD, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do want to say too, and then I'll be, I'll be done. Mm-hmm. Even Gillian is back in my life in a big way. Wow. Um, I did buy one of those phone cases. Uh, oh, that's cool. Uh, Great work. I didn't get any of the other stuff because I was like, I don't really need all this other stuff. But I was like, I want the phone case really bad. I got the Eva 01 uh, phone case for my phone, which looks great. great. And I also pre-ordered the um, the Evangelion um, vinyl soundtrack. Ooh. Uh, and... I just want to hear "Fly Me to the Moon." It's on there, and I just want—I just want—I—I I want to hear that on a vinyl. So bad. How it's could be they good. get the rights to put the fuck "Fly Me to the Moon" on the on the vinyl press of the soundtrack, but they couldn't get it for Netflix? I think it is a weird like rights distinction sort of thing. Like I think if it's like for music, 
it's like one thing, but like if it's going to be used in perpetuity in like a TV show, it's like yeah. it's like a it's like a different sort of animal. So much lost media. Yeah. It's just like I was talking to on the picket line. I was talking to a Murphy Brown writer and I was mm-hmm. like, can you watch Murphy? That was a huge fucking show. in the yes, 80s. I was like, I was like, how do you watch Murphy Brown these days? And she was like, you know, the the, the issue is the music rights. And so you can't really I, I think they were they got one season on DVD and then the in the very early days of TV on DVD, and then the rest is like just not available for streaming or purchase anywhere. It's just this, like maybe yeah. you can find a torrent of someone, uh, someone's VHS upload somewhere. The same thing with like, I remember I was a huge Malcolm in the Middle fan. Oh yeah, I loved Malcolm in the Middle. That's like Great just what a, a fantastic show, really funny sitcom. And only one season was ever released on DVD because then, and I was reading about this was like when I was a teenager. Where are these other seasons of Malcolm in the Middle on DVD? I love this show. Uh, and like early internet was reading that uh, some because some of the episodes had like licensed music in it, they could never put it on DVD. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, because I was like, oh yeah, they used like a Sum Forty One song in an episode. And then I'm sure looking back, I was like, was that worth it? Like, like. Did they have well, they to no, use a Sum 41 song? Yeah, uh, they had no way of anticipating it. No. And, it. and it also fucking sucks, because here's the thing. Yeah. If you're a musician, you're getting completely screwed right now by royalties yes. with from, from your music being available on streaming. And so one place you could possibly recoup some in, income is if they were like, hey, you know what, we're going to stream this old fucking TV show, so let's go ahead and re-up the rights and go ahead and pay these artists for their songs so we can use them in perpetuity on streaming platforms. But these media companies don't want to fucking do that because no. that costs them something. They want it to be free because it's like, oh, this is in our library and we can put it up and the only thing we have to cost is, the only, the only cost is hosting. Yes. They, they don't want to pay anyone anything extra. And that's you why uh, so it's just lost. DVDs of like Freaks and Geeks two were like so expensive because it was like one they were printed once and then the rights like it was like a rights thing with the music and then they were like oh we can't put this like we're not reprinting this DVD so yeah. then every time I would try to find it it was like ninety dollars and I was like oh well it's one season of a show I don't know I probably just will never see this yeah uh, this for is, sure this is also why the state. Uh, was oh, yes. so unavailable for so long because MTV had a different licensing agreement with mu- music, yeah. like the whole channel did. Music so, television. So the state, as a as a sketch comedy group, was able to use all of these, like actual needle drops, right, in their sketches, and then never allow, never could share those sketches ever again. Until I think they ended up doing sound-alikes for the entire show. Yeah. Which is fucking crazy. So many people deprived of seeing Sideways House. <laughs> they're like, what's that? They, they don't even know what this guy's going to dip his balls in. <laughs> no idea. Well, here, I can clear that one up. Pretty much anything. <laughs> uh, this guy's crazy, this guy. Uh, one of the funniest, funniest uh, shows ever. Um, yeah. And I do want to clear up. I have seen Freaks and Geeks since then. I, you wow. know, I watched it without the good music, um, unfortunately. But it's a good show and a lot of stuff. Yeah, lost media. Anyway, that's what I've been weaving. Wow. Uh, Heather, how about you? What you been weaving? Uh, well, I've uh, I've been watching. I think I only have two episodes left of Witch from Mercury. So I'm I'm watching Ooh. that. 
Um, but what I'm what I'm most personally excited to weeb is that today there was a collaboration announced between Uniqlo and Chainsaw Man. Uh, so there's going to be, and I I would say that. 60% of my t-shirts in my t-shirt drawer are Uniqlo t-shirts. Wow. And the other 40% are P-Bandai t-shirts. Wait, so, hold on. Uniqlo, is this specifically Uniqlo Japan where you're getting these shirts? No, you can get you can get Naruto sh- shirts at Uniqlo America. Yeah. Oh, cool. I you got, can get them anywhere. Yeah, I got Spy Family shirts from uh from Uniqlo, I got. They had a recent Pokemon line that I that I got too. Yeah, wow, okay. Right. They had a great. They had a great Mario line a little a little time back. I never shop here. The shirts are licensed shirts because, like, sometimes you'll see like a a, a cool sh- like fucking Chainsaw Man shirt on on Amazon or something. But really, what you're getting is somebody has used a third party to print a right. graphic on the shirt. And then it begins to immediately deteriorate. Yes, my 100%. oldest, my oldest Uniqlo shirts, I think, are Gundam shirts from before I even knew what Gundam was. I was just like, oh, I fucking love this shirt. Um, are still in excellent condition, and they also, and this isn't an ad, <laughs> they also use that like high quality uh, cotton. So like, if you wash a shirt, it doesn't get sharp because the fi- right. the cotton fibers aren't breaking. Anyway. They announced a Chainsaw Man collab for August 24th worldwide. And let me tell you, listener, there is a Uniqlo here in Amsterdam. And I told my wife, who's also a big Chainsaw Man fan, and she was like, oh, my God, we have to go. We have to go get Chainsaw Man shirts. I love it. So we're going to go get these shirts in, uh, in about a month's time from record, a little less than a month's time. Uh, and it's it's what I'm most excited to weeb in the next uh, in the next few yeah in the next chunk of time. Um, I also need to go to some of the anime shops here in Amsterdam. I've I've been busy, but I'm about to be not busy, so I'm gonna go. But that's what I've been weebing. How about you, wow. Nick? Sorry, I'm not. I would. I was. I was half listening to everything you're saying because I was looking at the Uniqlo site. <laughs> they've, got this, they've got this spy family Anya shirt that says I like peanuts I was like fuck that's awesome <laughs> like this, like this one for um, it, it, it's like the shirt with power on it um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah the front of it says a great thing that power says devils don't lie only humans do and it also just says blood devil on the front and there's a big picture of power on the back that's an instant. That's an instant buy. That's yeah. That's, those shirts look rad. It's so good. Yeah, it's fucking great. It's great. I uh, have. Uh, right. well, let me just let me just uh, preach the um, virtues of a old Uniqlo Gundam shirt. I have. Uh, it is from Mobile Suit Gundam proper, and it is a uh, image of the protagonist with his knees up, his pupils are out, are gone. So it's just white eyes. So he looks harrowed. Like like he's just ashen. And it just says under it, you can do it, Amaro. Which is what like he's hearing as he's having a mental breakdown. And so whenever I have a tough day ahead of me, I wear I wear that shirt. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, what what I've been weaving. First off, I just will touch on this because this will be about two weeks behind uh, based on our release schedule. But I just wanted to comment because we we talked about the Jujutsu Kaisen movie and season two, which I've been enjoying. But I know some people were lukewarm on, including a very good friend of mine uh, who we talk about anime with. And uh, he told me in advance of me watching it, he saw he was like season two. Eh, I don't know, man. This is like I'm kind of not into it. And then he watched episode three. He's like, holy shit, I'm fucking in. Uh, wow. And so I watched episode three, knowing that, but trying not to have that color my perception too much. And I was like, hey, this is good. And then it, it has one of those moments that, you know, you feel like you watch enough like anime and and also just like prestige TV, like anything with the sort of serialized ongoing drama that there aren't like going to be moments that shock you. There's like, OK, I've seen it all at this point. But this one just has one of those moments that also is like so consequential to the arc of the season. And we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, but at least in the context of that episode, it's just like, a oh, my God. They fucking did that. It has one of those sorts of beats. Ooh, ooh. So it's it's fucking great. Uh, and uh, and also just the action looks fantastic, uh, which brings me to the main thing I want to talk about, which is Mobile Suit Gundam, the origin. And if I was going to offer one critique for the series, which I wrapped up uh, the six episode series, which is about 10 hours of content, uh, because some of these episodes are 90 minutes long, uh, is that uh, some of the action sequences you know, view like like comparing this to some of the 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 Mappa series and mm-hmm. and you know like Demon Slayer. Uh, comparing this to some of these, comparing it to Harui Suzumiya, which is which predates this. Uh, it it like some of the action sequences look a little janky, particularly when they're having 3D coexisting with 2D. Like some of like the 3D ships and and 3D Gundam. Uh, they just like you know they're 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 trying some uh, uh object you know rotation. That kind of like it, it just kind of looks a little CG and kind of pulls you out of it. It like doesn't quite sit in well with the with the rest of the aesthetic. Uh, but beyond that, I'm really I've really enjoyed it. And I think it's, you know, it's so fucking dense. There is so much information. There's so much exposition. There's just so much just like lore dumping. And I've just kind of had to the approach. And I think I've said this in previous episodes of letting this sort of just wash over me, just mm-hmm. accepting that I, I just going to immerse myself in this and understand that this is a. Uh, canon that has like 30 years behind it, 30 plus years behind it. And at the time I'm watching this, a lot of this is intended as, you know, uh, our prequel beats for people who are familiar with the entire series or fan service, you know, the references that I'm not going to get. I've just accepted all that. I know that's baked into the experience uh, and I've really enjoyed it. It, it it is you know last week one of our listeners said they'd also finished the series and had had a really positive assessment for it and was getting into the original and I guess my question is for Heather is because you'd recommended this as an on ramp where do I go from here you go to Mobile Suit Gundam classic Just Mobile Suit Gundam yes that's that is your next series it is the original 1970s series and it will pick up. I don't know, weeks, months after Origins ends. Wow. And it is so cool to see that show having, like to go from Origins into Mobile Suit, you're like, it's, it's like watching Rogue One directly into episode four. Oh, that's like cool. you're, you're just like, oh shit. Like it's clear that the budget has changed and that the time of of airing has changed, but this is a it, it is a complete continuity 
And there are moments in Mobile Suit Gundam which I don't even know how they would have made sense without. I mean, it's clear that wow. you're, you're like watching something and you're like, oh, wait, what is these? Something is going on with these two characters, but you don't know what it is at all unless you have watched Origins. Wow. So I, I, one, I, I think Mobile Suit Gundam was one of my most pleasurable anime watches. Like it's just feels it feels like a Saturday morning cartoon but more. Like it's like the Saturday morning cartoon you wish had existed when you were a kid. Right, right. Because it is it is it is not anime-ish in the way that all anime now feels anime-ish. It is it is more akin to like you know GI Joe or, or 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 you know like Ninja Turtles like stuff that right. was on in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s uh but it's a little bit more and you're like oh man this is great and it has a fantastic conclusion uh it looks like mobile suit gundam the original is in is just on Crunchyroll. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, so I can yeah. watch it there. I've been watching the I've been watching Origin on Hulu, uh, and which has a surprising amount of Gundam, at least surprising for me. One thing I I will say, and I, I think I brought this up before, is just like how much about politics it is. Like mm-hmm. I was watching footage earlier today of like you know protests in Israel where where police are using fucking water cannons to disperse on tanks to disperse protesters. And it's just like they're based. There is that exact sequence in mobile suit Gundam, the origin. There's just like ta- water tanks that are like trying to get, you know, to get protesters away. Uh, there's like a clear references to actual fascist movements in, in, uh, in the 20th century. Um, mm-hmm. There are, uh, there's like there's just like insurgent movements that are like using flintlock rifles to fight against a militarized police force. There's all this like real world intrigue, which I'm super fucking into. I love all that shit. So I- I'm glad I watched it. I I, I just I'm I-, I appreciate the recommendation and and I'm excited to see some more of this yeah, uh, yeah. fucking crazy franchise. I I, I know this isn't because you haven't seen it yet, but I just put a yeah. link in the chat that I think we should just play right here in the episode, which is the opening theme to Mobile Suit Gundam, the original. So you get a sense of like the, the time and place of, of this anime. And I think we, uh, we should put it on the show so like the audience can hear. All right, great, here we go. This was on my uh, my wedding music playlist. <laughs> it was like Mary and I were like, "What um, what 
music should we put on our playlist that that means that that evokes like our time together? And I was like, can I put on the Gundam theme? And she was like, oh, you mean Gundamu? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that rocks. It's also one of my most prized vinyls is the wow. uh, the original Gundam soundtrack. Um, is this a reissue or is this like a, a fucking record from 1979? I found it at a Japanese antique store. It is Holy an original. Wow. wow. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. I mean, it was it was priced as an antique. It was still like sure. forty bucks or something, but it's a it's an original crinkly type. Yeah, it's what I spend at Starbucks these days, thanks to Joe Biden's inflation. Yeah, and don't get me started on avocado toast. Okay, I'm never gonna be able to own a home. Let's Should talk about talk the melancholy. About <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Don't I said don't get me started. <laughs> well, guys, I guess I guess the secret is out. And I think Oh, is it out? Man, I fucking watched episode 13 and not knowing what was happening and when I got in when like about 5 minutes in when I picked up on what they were doing, I was like, "Let let's fucking go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking so in. And I'd seen it after Nick texted. Nick didn't say what was what he was excited about, but he said, "I just watched thirteen. All I'll say is, I, I can't believe this." And then yeah, I it's... I watched it going in knowing that. Yeah, and I had the similar I had a similar <laughs> thought. I was like, "Wow." I have never, and I don't know if it if so. If you're one of the uh, listeners who doesn't watch the shows and is just tuning in for us to talk about anime and you, and, you, and you spend some time with us, let me tell you what's happening. Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, episode 13, is for largely, is largely identical to the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, episode 12. It is, however... Completely reanimated and re-recorded. It is the story of uh, the gang, as you've as you've heard in the the episode previous. the The story of the gang spending August seventeenth through thirty first together, packing their summer full of stuff. So, what do they do? They uh, they go to the pool, they go to a uh, Oban festival, they cicada catch, they get a part-time job, they stargaze, they batting practice, they, uh, they, 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 they do all of the stuff that they did in the episode previous. But it's not the same episode. Like right. it's not it's not even storyboarded the same. The shot choices are different. The characters yes. wear different clothes. It is tonally different like whereas the last one was sort of just this slice of life episode of like a great summer yes. this one is creepy and unsettling like the the light is a little blown out the uh shot choices are a little bit like darker and kyon begins to suspect that something strange is happening and he's like, ah, I'm getting deja vu. Like, I feel like I know when the phone is going to ring. And we, the audience, are like, I'm also, like, I watched this fucking show 
when it was airing. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? What is happening? At first, I thought I had downloaded the wrong episode because I thought it would stream. I thought I was streaming the same episode again. And then I had to double check. Yeah. Um, But I'll tell you what else I did this time when I watched Mm -hmm. it is I watched episode 13 and episode 14. And then I watched them simultaneously on two windows on my computer to see how different they are. And not a single fucking shot is reused. That's what I love about it, because here's the thing. First off, we're at the and and I, I'm sure this was this was partly by design, Heather, but that we are doing that we did episode 12 last week on its own, like without knowing mm-hmm. that endless eight, two and three uh, were coming was like that discussion was just like we just talked about that episode in isolation as a viewer would have if they'd experienced it for the first time in broadcast order. Now we're like watching these two and like understanding, okay, that was setting the template for uh, this sort of time loop sequence, uh, which is repeated at, at least twice. And I assume more times as we go on. I love because because we've sort of taken, you know, I, I feel like so much time loop is like a genre and so much of it, I feel like, is is following the example of of, you know, the Ur example of Groundhog Day, which is like, OK, we're going to basically try to recreate everything identically. It's the 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 looping is going to be conveyed cinematically by by in terms of just like paralleling the exact same shot selection, the exact same blocking, the exact same dialogue delivery. Here, they're more taking the approach of like, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. And each one is like hitting the same core elements, but it's like, you know, they're they're all kind of riffed out differently. Yes, you mentioned the different wardrobe, the different blocking in each sequence, uh, the different tone of like Kion being late and Haruhi not being upset with him. More being like like the other characters being like that's okay I just arrived you know it's just like yeah. everything that it's it's a little unnerving that everything's a little bit different and that's what makes it so distinct from all the other time loop stuff that I've seen even though this predates a lot of the more recent more heralded uh, time loop stuff like you know the Russian dolls and the um, uh, what was that one that took place in Palm Springs what the hell was that called guess what Palm it was called Springs? Palm Springs <laughs> the Palm Springs of the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, it's um, yeah go ahead Matt. No, yeah, I mean, just watching it, I sort of was like, it's, I had the same, I had the same reaction, like to thirteen. I watched thirteen and fourteen back to back. So watching thirteen, I was like, what, huh? And then when he starts to figure it out, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that. This rocks. This fucking rules. And yes. then immediately went into fourteen and was surprised because I didn't remember. I mean, I remembered like the beats of twelve, but I didn't remember like you know tone or or you know blocking or anything like that or animation cycles right but like watching 13 to 14 back to back when i watched 14 i was like oh this is the same but it's also completely different like and yeah. just to, just that idea is masterful that's such an <sighs> interesting really cool. like it's it's genius it's it's just genius it's it's un, it's unbelievable to me that it's that they did that they did this if if I had access to like a museum and yeah. I could do like a like a video room, I would just have all eight of these because it's the endless eight. Like I'm not I don't know that I'm spoiling anything there. Mm. And if I if I am, then I, I'm sorry. Uh, or maybe I'm not. Maybe we'll it won't see. be. And I'm, I'm still playing with you guys. 
Uh, but I would put these episodes next to each other. Yeah. So that you could watch them all at the same time. That's cool. Like it ate up of just all f- uh, and and just timed out so they're they're hitting the exact same beats at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And I Endoresu, feel- Endoresu Eto is like the katakana, which is it's one of those things because like there is, you know, there are Japanese words for like infinite or endless. I looked it up as uh, Mugen, which actually like, you know, makes me think of the fighting game. And then you're just like, oh, OK, that makes sense. It's like an infinite fighting engine. Uh, and then, you know, eight, uh, you know, obviously there's there's a there's its own word for the the number eight, Hachi. But like it's like I'm always just confused as to why I guess that's a cultural thing. But like same thing with like Chainsaw Man. How that like the katakana just says basically chainsaw man and the choice to use English words for something. Um, I assume they're words that are commonly understood among people who speak only Japanese, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know either. I don't know. Um, so the things that that's a side note. The things that change. We've got we've got this uh, this episode where uh, at some point. They're going through all of the of the of the motions of the of the episode previous, and then a meeting is called. Uh, Mikuru calls Kion in the middle of the night, yes. and is like, "Help me!" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh my god, what do you need?" And then Koizumi is there, and he's like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait where the fuck is Koizumi there?" Uh, <laughs> he shows up at an outdoor park. And Mikuru is super upset that she cannot travel to the future. Uh, sobbing. Sobbing. And when she tries to explain what's happened, she can't use any of the words that would... She ha- she keeps saying... It's like, I-, I tried to classify the information, but then... It turned out I couldn't classified information and I got scared about classified information. So I. Great running gag. It turns out that even though all of them are sus, suspect that something is weird, the only one of them who can confirm it is Yuki. And Yuki says, yes, it's repeating. And they're like, how long has it been repeating? And she says, this is the 15,498th time that it is repeated. Yeah, so she has remembered she has remembered all of these instances. And there has and everyone else is, just, is it feels like they're experiencing it for the first time except for that vague sense of deja vu. It is as if as if Bill Murray could remember Groundhog Day but was powerless to do anything about it. Like, he couldn't make other choices. He could only observe. Right. Uh, And the most agency she shows in these episodes is that she buys a different mask to make her experience of the time slightly different. Yes. A different colorway of the same robot mask, basically. she, She has been looping for 594 years. And she says that there have been very few variations in the loop. There's a couple, there's a, there's a time where they, they didn't go to the festival. There's a bunch of times when they don't do goldfish scooping. Right. Um, that they, also have a bunch of different part-time jobs 
Um, but you get in this episode and the one that follows 14, you're focusing a lot on Yuki's experience and it is ghastly. Yeah. Harrowing. It's yeah. horrible. Like you see her and you re you project so much into her as a character and you know that she has wants because she's expressed like things that she likes. Like she's like, she likes keyboards. She like, you know, she, she likes certain things. So you know that she's conscious, but she's not, she can't do anything. And she looks fucking miserable. It, it really, to me, informed the shots of her really lingering on examining the mask because I was like, you know, when you watch it the first time, I'm just like, oh, okay. It's like she's kind of like, you know, a an alien creature. She sees this robot mask. It's like this is something that, you know, like she, she can kind of relate to that this idea of being a different sort of life form, a different sort of being. But then on these, uh, when you're when you when you're going through the loop and you're understanding she's experienced this so many times and she's the only person without any memory of it and the and she has no one to share it with. It's like, oh, this is the one aspect of this experience that she has any control over, like you were saying earlier. It's like, and so she wants to just like linger there. She wants to just like stay with this object that like represents the only thing that distinguishes each of these loops from the other. Uh, yeah, it's it's fucking. We we don't quite know what she what she internalizes, but it is you have to think that this was a it was an un, unpleasant experience to say, to say the least. Yeah, it it's it makes you empathize with her more than you ever have previously. Yeah, because you can also get the sense like that she's surrounded by these idiots, like they are so happy or. Or at least like engaged, and she is she, like she's been doing this for six hundred fucking years. Yes, every day. Well, everyone has their own ways of dealing with Haruhi. You know, Koizumi puts on the brave face. He's trying to be like the the uh, the happy hostages, as I think you articulated uh, previously, Heather. Uh, Mikuru is just constantly breaking down and sobbing. Uh, Yuki is is stone faced and stoic. Um, and Keona's just like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Uh, but like, yeah, it, it's, it, it does make you think like, okay, she's had the worst, the worst of it here. Uh, but, uh, but all that said, I really like the decision to vary it up because when we get to what's actually happening here, it's like Haruhi and it's unclear whether it, this is consciously or unconsciously. She doesn't want summer to end. Yes. Uh, it, it seems to be implied that, like, maybe she, Haruhi herself, doesn't know that she is alt re altering reality in this way, um, that it's just sort of happening uh, because of her own internal desires and her uh, omnipotence. That each time she is like kind of like has notes on the previous experience. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, hmm, that didn't go quite the way I wanted. Let's let's kind of let's make this tweak. Let's make this adjustment here. Uh th this I want the food yeah. to be a little bit different when we go to the pool and you know, I want these uh I want everyone to be wearing different yukatas. You know what I mean? Like it's like like everything has just kind of been like tweaked a little bit uh in terms of how they're experiencing the fireworks or catching the cicadas or what have you. Yeah, it's it's and you also don't have any, like, you don't know how they're going to puzzle their way out of it. 
No. You don't know what that discovery process is going to be. But Koizumi has a pitch. He's like, why don't you tell her you love her? And Kion's yeah. like, I'm not going <laughs> to. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not going to. Like, he's like doing the Groundhog Day. He's like, why don't you just fall in love with her? Maybe that'll maybe that'll fix it. And he's yeah. like, no. And uh, he's like, well, I could do it. How you feel about that? And Kion gives no response. He's like, I probably shouldn't because it'd just confuse her. Like, I yeah. don't, I'm not going to do that. But um, no matter what, they uh, they go to their diner at the end of the episode to check off all the things that they've done over the course of the summer. And uh, there's a moment where uh, where she's like, I guess that's it. I'm going to head out. And Kion realizes that this is the moment where he's supposed to do something to be able to stop this, but he doesn't know what it is. And he's like, if she walks out that door, I know we're going to fucking loop. I know it's going to happen, but I don't know what I'm supposed to say. And then she exits the door and you cut to the next day where he's like, I got to do all my fucking homework. This sucks. I don't want to. What's the point anyway? Uh, Because... I'm just going to loop again tomorrow. So right. I'm not even going to do it. And he goes to sleep. And that happens in both episode 13 and episode 14, which uh, in this episode, the opening theme plays in a different place. Um, and then also... Uh, Haruhi doesn't have an ice cream cone or an ice cream pop. Mm-hmm. She didn't want, she was like, maybe that, I, I didn't like the ice cream this time. Yeah. Um, when they meet up in the park at night, which is a slightly different park, maybe they met in a different park. Uh, Koizumi is like, I think we're stuck in a time loop. I think we're stuck in a time loop. I think you're, I think we're stuck in a time loop. And Kion's like, yeah, I get it. I fucking get it, dude. Um, but the style of animation in this episode is different from the style of animation of most of the other Haruhi episodes. It's more like uh, this Kyoto animation show, K-On! It's a little bit more cherubic. Like, it's a little mm. softer, almost. Um, but again, Kyon's told, hey, maybe tell her you're in love with her. And he's like, I'm not going to fucking do that. And then he's like, all right, well, I guess just enjoy your day. Uh, yeah, he. I think he repeats the, maybe I'll do it. Yeah, eh, I'm not the right guy to do it. You yeah, know? yep. Uh, and uh, again, we have these shots of, of Yuki. This, by the way, is the 15,499th time. So this is the next day. Yes. So is the so can we can we step back for a second? Is yeah. the first one the fir- is episode is 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 episode twelve um, where we we establish endless late? Is that supposed to be the first one? Is that the first run? And then we loop, or are we just unclear? We're, I think it's unclear. Got it. Um, That's really I interesting think, to think about. Yeah, I think that fifteen four ninety eight may be the first time that any of them know something is wrong. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe. Uh, I was thinking I about that too. Like that's kind of, that's harrowing, right? Like, cause like in a time loop, 
story typically in a Groundhog Day in a in a um, live die repeat you know uh, all you need is kill sort of situation in twelve minutes the the protagonist <laughs> is aware immediately the next day that's who we're centering the story on yeah. the one person who remembers and yeah. here it's as he, to Heather's point yeah. we're we're doing the opposite approach of like. The one person who remembers is a side character. Yes. Is a, is a supporting character who can't really say what they know. And so to think that in the second one, in in, in part two, this has happened for <laughs> 500 years. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. That's so scary. <laughs> it is. Really bad. Bad stuff. It is. It is hell. Yeah. Like it, it yeah. is hell. To all, to also to be, yeah, to be a character who can't, who ha- cannot change things, like that. You that the 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 the, the it's oof. What's the ideal time frame in terms of being trapped in a time loop? Because you don't want to be too short, you don't want to be too long. I feel like two weeks is on the edge of being just like, oh man, that's a lot of time to loop. But wait, I mean, is it one day or is one day not quite? one day might not also be like it's 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 that's great narratively but it might not be the best like in terms of you know i I can get some shit done on this one day and it doesn't feel like like things might still might feel a little samey and repetitive there's one week they there there's con conjecture that in groundhog day Uh uh-huh that phil has relived the day at least or relived it at least 12,000 days or about 33 years. They we see him relive it 38 days and 414 other days are mentioned in the movie. So he's at minimum there for a year. Yeah. But, I always took it to be more way more than a year. But yeah. yeah. Films director Harold Ramis said back in 2009 that the character would have to have been trapped for decades. Oh, my God. What would my idea... That's rough stuff. Yeah, that's rough. Um, What would my idea... The problem with loops is that Groundhog Day teaches us that there's something you have to do. Right. You know? But there's... If you found yourself in a loop, you would there's no guarantee that there's anything you have to do. Right. That's true. Maybe you're trying to do it like, okay, I figure out how to get this loop. And he's like, oh wait, no, there there's there's why was I why do you think this was like a, a moral puzzle? It's not that at all. Yeah. I'm just stuck here. Like it could be that it could be that in theory, the way to get out of the loop is that you have to pick up a coin. And you would never, you would never know. You would never know. You'd, you would be in hell. That sounds like a puzzle out of 12 minutes. <laughs> I I think that, yeah, I think, so I, so all, all that's taking all that information, that makes me think that maybe this is a better situation than Groundhog Day. Having two weeks to just sort of like linger in a little bit. At least it won't feel so samey. Oh, you were asking what is the ideal time to loop. Yes. Not the ideal yeah. Amount of days to loop. Right. That's what I meant. Sorry, if I was unclear. I'll tell you. Zero times. No thanks. (laughs) Miss me with that. No thank you. I guess if I needed to loop, if I... 
Well, the thing about if you had more than a day, then you could travel. Yeah. You know, like you could be like, well, if I have a month that's looping, then I can go anywhere, you know? But if it was only one day, you'd be stuck. Right. Which would be rough. A month might be good. Maybe a maybe month is the way to go. You could really mix things up in a month. Yeah. You'd, you'd have more... Like, it's feasible that you could do in a month a successful run at being a front-runner presidential candidate. That'd be fun. <laughs> That'd be a fun reality. Yeah. That wouldn't be so bad, I guess. Give it a try. Like, you could crack it if you, if you, you know, each time you looped, got a little bit closer to being a front runner so that like your final run at being a presidential candidate, it was like, nobody sees any way to stop Nick Weiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be a headline someday. <laughs> I, I think that, okay, so here, here's, here's what I want to say. I, I, first off, I'm curious at how this is, this unfolds in the source. Uh, because if this plot line is in the light novels, I wonder just how it's paced out and how much time is spent on it. But in terms of it being an adaptation in terms of the anime, I just love the audacity to be like, you know what? We're not going to do reveal the time loop in the next episode and resolve it all in one. Because I think that would be a lot of times would be like, okay, we'll have the one episode to set up. Then we'll have the episode, next episode where we see it's a loop. And then we'll start to compress time a little bit and we'll just sort of like iterate through it quickly uh, so we can resolve this thing in two or three episodes. It's like, no, we're going to take two full episodes that repeat beat for beat everything that happened in the first episode with some slight variation. Like the audacity to do that. And then, the, and then to have what happens at the end of both of those episodes, which is the same beat of uh, of Kion watching Harui leave this, the cafe and being like, I'm supposed to say something to her now. I'm supposed to stop her. There's a clue in something she said earlier, but I don't know what it is. And then she just leaves. And that happens at the end of both of these episodes. Like, I don't know, the patience and storytelling to do that, I think is just so compelling. And I love that choice. And it really makes you feel like the characters do, which is just like, oh, I really am just reliving this thing over and over again. I uh, I have here differences from the light novel. Endless 8 is one of the few Haruhi Suzumiya story arcs for which the TV series version significantly differs from the light novels. In the wow, original okay. short story, in keeping with the fact that the prospective character Kion does not retain full memories of older iterations of the summer, only covers the final iteration. So it just skips ahead. Yeah, it just, it is the final Groundhog Day. Got it. Which is not, like, people, people have been like, why would you do this? Why did Kyoto Animation do this? People are like, oh, they, it's a budget, a budget thing. They wanted to be able to, to have enough content to fill a second season, but also set up, like, all the, the movie, you know, like, to get people excited for the movie um, that is, they, that would only make sense if they aired the same episode. Like, this is a full staff situation. Like, this is, you can, even if you know what the story, that you have to animate the whole fucking thing. Every they background has, like, it's, well, yes. go ahead. 
No, I was just gonna say, yeah, it's it's different backgrounds. It's different, you know, the, the characters are wearing different wardrobes. They're being shown from different perspectives because the shot selection and size is different. So like every element is different. Like what they the the time savings, I guess, is in terms of I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe in the storyboarding phase, it's just because we kind of know where we're going. But even so, it like they're consciously altering basically every decision in terms of how it's presented. So yeah, it doesn't seem like a budget savings to me. I, I, I think it is that the first season aired non chronologically and got all this buzz, and so the second season it was like, what are we gonna do that? And we'll never know. But what are we going to do that will get people talking about Haruhi the way they, the hardcore way they talked about that first season? And so they right. gambled on showing the same episode several times. And then people were so angry. I think, I think this arc. And what happens during this arc is the reason that Haruhit has not been sort of elevated to like one of the big, the big shows. Mm -hmm. Wait, people got mad at this? People got so fucking angry at this. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so cool. <laughs> like, so angry, dude. Like, so angry that people are still angry about it. I guess if you're watching this week by week, anticipating the next episode, and you're seeing basically the same thing over and over again, I could maybe see that. But I don't know, man. It's such a such a choice. Yeah, it's a huge choice, and yeah. I and and also, it would not have been as much of a choice if this was a live action show. But it is it is animated, like in a live action show, you just show different different takes, put put your actors in different outfits. Like you don't yeah, you have could block to, shoot you it. don't, yeah, you You'd don't have like, to create. Yeah. Right. Sorry, finish your thought. I'm no, sorry. That, like you're right. You could block shoot it, you know, yeah. but like, like we're doing all, we're doing all eight cafe scenes, uh, you know, over the next three days. So we're just all going to be here. We're going to just like, cover it the same way. We're going to have the actors change clothes and we're just going to, we're going to knock them all out. It's, it's, it, that would actually be a cost savings. Yeah. Baffling. Wild. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I love it. It is. It, yeah, I've never seen anything like it. It's uh, and I love a time loop story. Uh, so I, I'm very interested not only to see uh, like how the loops differ uh, now, because now that that's like sort of like a, a uh, what do you call it? An established, established? thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm interested to see yet yeah, what the resolution is and how it what happens. Yep. Yeah. Or if there's a resolution. If it's just this, the end of the, to the end of the series, uh, that's also fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I like what, you know, just, just in terms of things that happen recurring, like I like how they're, I, I, everything they, again, just there's, there's clearly some degree of thought in terms of like how everyone is going, or maybe there isn't, maybe it's just incidental of like the characters happen to pick different swimsuits each day because they have different thought processes because everything is a little different and how we make decisions is governed by so many, you know, unconscious, uh, you know, uh, random accidents. But, all, but like there, there seems, you know, like the, all that variation I think is great. Uh, I like that, 
that Kion still like has like times where like horniness trumps all and he's just kind of like, you know, like 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 Mikuru looks so cute in her Yukata, you know, like he just kind of has those moments. Uh, or he's just like Kawaii or whatever. Uh and then uh yeah, I mean I, I, I like just how patient it is. Yeah. I guess that's the main thing. That's that's the that's the takeaway from this is just like, man, they are really fucking taking their time time with it. Maybe I'll get tired of it by the time we get to the to episodes seven and eight, but uh, but for these two episodes, I was like, "This is fucking rocks." Yep, yep. Well, I'm really I'm really happy to hear that, Nick. I was nervous. I I was nervous that we'd start recording today, and you'd be like, "Okay, Heather, I'm mad at you." So, what, so what's going on? <laughs> what are we? What's what happening? Was, wait, what did you, what happened when you were watching this? You know, like for the first time? Um. I felt tortured. <laughs> uh, it 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 is so it is so it was so hard to get anime, like you couldn't get this legally mm-hmm. for I think years after it aired. Uh, wow. So I watched fan subs of it, and I was just as you pointed out, it was just called Endless Eight. So like, I didn't, I did I was, I was like, what, what, what is ha- happening here to my show? I like right. my show, what happened to it? Um, and it felt also, you know, you don't want to ever miss anything. Right. So every week I'm, wa- I'm watching, I'm watching Harhi and I was like, oh what is happening? So it was a, it was a little bit torture, tor- torturous. Um, that being said, I'm I'm here doing it again. So, wow, didn't suck that much. Well, there you go. Is that is that it for us guys? I think so. I think those were our. I mean, because you know we're gonna we 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 we're gonna get a chance to talk about yeah. this over and over again. I think over the next. Do you few guys weeks, think so? You know, maybe just to. And maybe this is an off-air conversation, but maybe to save uh, us some time and energy recording, we could just put this episode out twice. I, yeah, I think probably people would get be, be fine with that. I, I did think that... Here's what I wanted to pitch to you guys. Is I wanted to pitch that we paid a transcriber to transcribe this episode. That's really funny. And then we just... Do the same episode, but it's clear that we're not doing the exact same episode because our intonation would be different yeah. and people would catch it and they'd be like, wait, what the fuck That's is funny. happening? <laughs> <laughs> I think That's a funny I idea. think it's gonna be interesting because there will be little things that are different and maybe big things that are different. I don't know. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. So I, it, this is absolutely, uh, I think it's, it's going to be a fun time on the show to talk about. And also, look, as of airing and as of recording, it's summertime, baby. And, you know, as adults, you don't really get to experience summer in the way that you used to experience summer as a kid, right? That's true. Yeah. So this yeah. is kind of like, we get to have a little bit of summertime, and that's pretty nice. It's influenced the way I'm spending my summer, which is that I am definitely going to a cemetery in the middle of the night. 
All right, last week on the podcast, we covered episodes 8 and 12 of The Melancholy of Harui Suzumiya, and y'all had some thoughts that you shared on various platforms where you can interact with us. It's time for the chain reactions of Harui Suzumiya, colon, Blue Talk. Blue Talk. Blue Talk. Blue Talk. Blue Talk. Blue Talk. Blue Derek. Blue Talk. Wait, this is... Yeah. Guys, I'm I have to stop for a second. Okay, sure. Blue talk. <laughs> you sold that well. Hey, yeah, thanks. That was excellent. I thought there was a technical error and instead it was just uh, I don't know, a setup for words. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what ha- you want to know what really happened? Yeah. There was a technical error. Oh. But I so I used that. Mm. You know, that's it. I did acting. That's nice. Yeah, you know, uh, if anybody hears this and thought that was good, fine, I'll star in your feature film after the strike's <laughs> not over. Right, not right now. After yeah, the strike's right over. Well, <laughs> if A24 is listening, I'll happily star. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to talk about the waiver issue. <laughs> People are mad about the waivers. <laughs> Don't do it. As Bob Odenkirk said, tough shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, I love it. Uh, I love a well-spoken grump. It's the, it's the, it's the absolute best. <laughs> uh, here we go. This first one is from, is from our pal Kirik. Hi, Kirik. Hi, Kirik. Hi, Kirik. Watching this season live was dot, 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 dot. A very singular experience. The forums were foruming. I can only imagine to have been in that time in that place. Heather, you were there. I was there, but I wasn't on forums. No, I was really talking about mm. the uh, the experience of this, and I wasn't on like Facebook or MySpace circles where anybody talked about anime ever. So I felt personally attacked mm. <laughs> and nobody to share it with. Yeah, you didn't have anybody to sort of like bounce that feeling off of. It yeah, was like, yeah. this happened to you and it, yeah. you only. <laughs> yep. Uh, Kirik also writes, you touched on this a bit, but I gotta say my favorite part of season two is the directing choices made. Kyo Ani really put so much love and creativity to every aspect of the animation and it'll show every time. Yep. Yep. It's one of my favorite parts of this show. It doesn't need to look as good as it does. It, it is a, a gorgeous show. Great yeah. looking show. It's it's shocking how much artistry is in this show. Uh, this next one is from MK. Hi, MK. Hi, my favorite- MK. <laughs> my favorite detail. Hi, MK. Of- okay. <laughs> My favorite detail from these episodes is when Yuki syncs up with her future self, she ditches her glasses. Also, it would be rad if y'all covered the Cowboy Bebop movie once Matt has finished the series. Okay. Hey. Interesting oh. pitch. We, okay. could, we could do the Jujutsu Kaisen approach and just do the movie. I think that would be a fun series to talk about in, in depth, though, because there's just like so much going on. It's such a... I don't know when we'll get to it, but we'll, we'll, I, that's a good pitch. It's a great pitch, and you know what? 
All right, I'll, I'll keep record of it. It's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a show. I can't wait to watch the movie. Um, this next one's from Michael Pemulus. Hi, Michael. Hi, Hi Michael. Michael Pemulus. Ash is more frightening than the RE4 merchant. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I feel I like... Probably, yeah, I think I agree. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like the two characters... Like, the RE merchant, she's got a lot going on. And when you say Ash, characters, you mean real people. Yeah. Right. The, the the characters of our lives. Right. Like, yes. Yes. Like you two are a bunch of a couple of characters. Hey. Um. Watch yourself, Heather. <laughs> Whereas Ash feels like he's gonna hurt one of us. Hmm. I think the Resident Evil merchant might set you know set a house on fire on accident, but I yeah. don't think he would intentionally like do it. Whereas Ash feels like he'd do it and then bar the doors. And then say it was an accident, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ash, like, the Resident Evil merchant would, like, show up on January 6th and find himself just kind of carried by the mob into the Capitol. <laughs> and Ash would be like, like, come on, everyone, let's go. Like, Ash would be like a ringleader. So yeah. the RE4 merchant is like a scary Forrest Gump, right? So yes, like, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, Forrest Gump at January 6th is really funny. <laughs> I, I had to go to the bathroom and the only place available was Nancy Pelosi's desk. <laughs> Not a good Forrest Gump impression, but, you know, I just, I, it got me through it. Got, me through it. Yeah, um, got the job done. Yeah. We all were fine with that. Um, this next one. Is this this next one's from Mirror B. Mirror B. Mirror B. Mirror B. You're all probably familiar with Mirror A. Yeah, I look at it every day. This is not that mirror. This is Mirror B. Mirror A, you ask who's the fairest one of all. Mirror B, you ask who's the most fucked up one of all. <laughs> there was a non-zero chance of you saying fuckest instead and i think it would have been <laughs> fuckest would have been good <laughs> it doesn't make sense but it would have been good um mira b writes man i'm loving haruhi and i'm so glad y'all are doing season two i haven't stopped thinking about god knows since i watched it killer riffs heather is right gundam clothing is so cool i got a hell kitty x gundam collab shirt and wore it to church a couple weeks ago and must have gotten a dozen compliments wow wow that's what church do you go to? Yeah. The coolest <laughs> church al- around? <laughs> you're not Gundam going to Joel Austin's mega church if you're getting compliments on your Gundam Hello Kitty crossover shirt. And if you are, I guess I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if there was a church that couched the sermons in anime stories mm-hmm. i might go yeah wasn't that, that an account you were telling us about for evangelion father well, no there's a, Podrick, there's a right or something yeah there, he there's a, a tiktok pastor or, or priest who deconstructs evangelion uh via like hebrew canon and and Got christian it. canon and it's like hey 
Father you know, Roderick. This 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 symbol sure does seem to me to Im- indicate that uh that Gendo Ikari is is a bad person. Mm. Uh I can't wait to see how this series turns out. Like it, like and that'll be in like the first 2 seconds of episode 1 or he'll be like this is interesting. This is Tamriel. And Tamriel uh stands for betrayal in the story mm. of the Bible. Uh, so I don't know who this Kauru character is, but, and you'll be like, what the fuck? It's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think any, any sort of data that you have that's different or, uh, experiential, like, um, what am I trying to say? Viewing stuff, viewing stuff. Fucking no, Matt. What am I trying how, to fucking I, say? Somebody tell how me. How could I know? I don't know what you're saying. Can you open my brain and pull the words maybe, out for me? Maybe Forrest Gump knows what to say. Oh, yeah. Let's see if I can channel Forrest. Uh, I think that anytime anybody has any uh, different experience and they can use that to inform the interpretation of what they just watched, I think that's valid. Thank you, Forrest. I miss it- Jenny. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, wait! I forgot what happened to her. Actually, that sucks. I just remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, Jenny returned. See, it's fine. <laughs> I, I fixed it. There you go. Uh, and she showed short for us the cue boards. Um, what's what's your what's your last name, Forrest? Forrest Jenny. <laughs> 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 like Forrest, no, that's not how that works. You're like, okay. And then he just like drops it. <laughs> uh this one's from David Armstrong. Hello, David. Hello, David. David Armstrong. I've been weaving the seminal manga Good Night Pun Pun. Mm. I, I'm not the same anymore. Would love to hear Heather's thoughts if she's read it. Matt, you sweet perfect cinnamon bun. Don't you dare ever read this. I don't know about the real Nick, but podcast character Nick would probably end up in jail if he read it. Okay. This is rude. I'm okay, I guess I have to Google. Good night, pun pun. Uh, I'm not familiar with this series. A dark coming of age tale where slice of life slices back is one description I'm seeing. Oh. Viz. Hmm. It sounds cool. Just like from that alone. Here's Let's some, see. okay, this little bit of context makes him sound a little Denji adjacent. Uh, meet Poon Poon Punyama. He's an average kid in an average town. He Poon wants Poon. to win a Nobel Prize and save the world. He wants the girl he has a crush on to like him back. He wants to find some porn. That's what he wants, but what does he get? It sounds interesting. This sounds up my alley. Yeah. It sounds good. It does sound like it's up your alley. <laughs> have, have you have you read it or heard of it before, Heather? No, no. no. This one is uh, outside of my... Um... I don't know jurisdiction. <laughs> I, don't know. I forgot. Yeah, you're sort of the. Um, I hate to say it, the anime police here. Yeah, <laughs> thirteen volumes feels like a manageable length. One of the characters is God, literally God. <laughs> That's fine. Everything I've heard about it so far sounds great. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board. And I know I was Armstrong. told not to wear, uh, not to read it, but uh, oh, I might get my eyes on this bad boy. Hope I don't get in trouble. Um, let's see. Uh, this next one's from Rachel. Hi, Rachel. 
Hello, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Definitely thought the seagull noise was coming from outside my house. Crying laughing emoji. Wow. (laughs) What's going on with the seagulls today, Heather? Well, luckily, it has been pouring rain all day. So, um, I know that the, the, the behind the curtain is that we record these questions and these comments after the episode. So I'm not sure what the seagulls are doing earlier, but today... You, yeah, you earlier in this very episode, you closed the window. Okay. Well, today, it has, it has been pouring rain all day, so the seagulls are nowhere to be found, which is really a, um, a bit of... It's like, I'm really grateful for it, because they are terrorists. They're, wow. It's terrifying, yeah. Maybe we should put in, Matt, to create more work for you, Maybe we should put in like a little sound sting in between the end of the discussion of last week's episodes and then when we start uh, the chain reactions. Just to kind of cue people that it's a, that's a different segment. I could do that. That's like, uh, honestly, only one second of extra work. <laughs> I, I, I could do it. Um, and when I'm editing this, I'll hear this part and I'll oh, remember to go. do it. So actually, you heard it already. That's pretty sweet. Pretty nice, huh? Yeah, that's how. That's how. Look here, it get played. Sausage made is made. Hope you like sausages because we're showing you. We're showing you how to make it. Take a look behind the curtain. We're making sausage. (laughs) It stinks back here. (laughs) Uh, Let's do one more. Uh, This one's from Amanda Gripe. Question: This is the. That could be just like a new, th- if you want to add like a new sting or something. Uh, okay, I was talking over it, but it was, uh, it's, it's on your track solo. Okay, so I, all right, I could all use right. it. Uh, you want, do you maybe want to hit me with it again clean? Final question. Now, Heather, I don't know if you heard that. And I just want to compliment our friend for a second. Nick? Mm-hmm. I think these voiceover classes are really working for you. That was oh, really wow. good. Okay, all right, great. That was really nice. That's that's a compliment. That was that sounded good. It did sound good. Wow. So this one's from um, Amanda. Your fucking back, Hank Azaria. Oh shit! Uh oh. No, he's gonna Christ. do it. Don't do it, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, no. <laughs> Uh, so Amanda Greif writes, I accidentally watched episode 8 towards the beginning of my watch, maybe the 4th or 5th episode I saw. Rewatching it now blew my mind. I was so baffled the first time I saw it that I don't think it ruined much. I'm loving the show. I'm a huge K-On fan, and seeing the similarities, especially in the episode where Haruhi performs in a band, are really cool. Also, I'm with Heather on the bad vibes in, the, in a packed pool. Fun fact, I almost drowned in a wave pool once when I was eight. Love oh hearing God. you guys talk. Thanks for intru- introducing me to cool new shows to watch. Oh, Amanda, sorry you, you drowned. Or you, you almost drowned. Good thing you did. <laughs> no, you, you... Sorry you drowned. Sorry, sorry you sorry drowned. Sorry you drowned. Jesus. But uh, this, is, uh, this is a great uh, little... Uh, email from a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. Sorry that that was, must have been a scary experience for you. Um, wave pools? Overrated. It's a different kind of pool. I think the... the yeah, I, I don't know. You, the way, you know what? Here's, here's the thing about wave pools. Is, yeah, you've got the risk of, of drowning. Like, they're more dangerous than a regular pool. Uh, they're less fun when they're crowded. But also, I think the other thing you've got a risk of is, like, scraping your knees on the bottom. 
Yeah. Those waves will just like plunge you down there. And if you're towards the the sort of, you know, the onboarding ramp section of the wave pool, I've, I've gotten scraped up for there, there before. Or you can like, if the wave sends you far enough, you could just like land face first in like a dad's belly. Like it's like it sucks. The whole thing sucks. Yeah, the wave pools. <laughs> I, I agree. I'll do a water slide. That's fun. But a wave pool. No, thank you. What about a lazy river, everybody? Lazy rivers are great. I always I would hear about like college campuses that would have lazy rivers because it's just like, you know, they 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 end up with these. They have spent so much fucking money. Some of these colleges where they're just like, we're just going to have this. Th- we're just going to have this uh, this amenity to attract new students. Yeah. That's so we can it, overcharge them for exactly, uh, the entire yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, wow, I have a lazy river. And then, you know, you're saddled with the crushing student debt on the other side of it. Uh, but I did always think like that would be cool to just sort of sit in a lazy river. Read a book, maybe do some homework when you're in the lazy exactly, river. Yeah. Not so yeah. lazy after all, actually. This is actually a working you, river. That's that's true. But then you start to take the lazy river for granted because like, you know, it's not like a special thing anymore when you go over to Raging Waters or whatever your local water park is. <laughs> Wild Rivers, we're a big Wild Rivers family. Wild Rivers was really good. May it rest. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, and that's it for the chain reactions of Haruhi Suzumiya, Blue Talk. I can't stand water parks. Not a single element of it is good to you? Nope. I think they're kind of. I think they can be fun. Here's the they're thing: kind of gross. That's the thing. You have to get over the hygiene thing. I was going to say, no kids allowed. Now we're talking. No, no. That would be interesting. But also, I know from Vegas pools that adults are fucking disgusting. Okay, yes, and that reminds me at uh, Soak City, USA, the one over by Knox Berry Farm. The last time I went, maybe I'm 32, 20 years ago. Uh huh. My family all at once decided to never go back there because we saw an adult man clipping his toenails. Fuck, I hated hearing that. <laughs> That's awful. It was a fucking what nightmare. Kind of monster. Because you have to bring the nail clippers yeah, into I, a theme park. I know where I'll do this. People are fucking animals. Disgusting. Absolutely nasty horrid. Shit. Just nasty oh. shit. My girlfriend heard me say that and she just texted me, Ew! Next week, we will be continuing season two of The Melancholy of Haroi Suzumiya, as we did this week. We will be just continuing these things in episode order. So we just watched 13 and 14. We will be watching, and we'll get in your reactions. Fucking comment with those. We'll we'll have those in the chain reactions uh, next week. And then we'll we'll be watching 15 and 16 uh, to talk about in the main body of the pot. Cool. That's, That's right. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, what do you say I, we start I, I this know, whole bad boy over again? Well, I was going to say, I know it, it keeps happening over and over again, mm-hmm. but I want to say you guys got animated. I mean, it feels like the first time to me, so. Yeah, I mean, maybe <laughs> there's something we can do next time to not we'll get animated. We'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs>